1: Hey, this is Brennan Scanlon, co-author of Avoiding the Networking Disconnects. And if you hope to avoid the disconnect, then you should be listening to Build Your Network with my good friend, Travis Chapel.
0: If you're listening to this, then there's a good chance that you're serious about building your network. If that's you, and only if you're serious, you should definitely check out my Facebook group, Build Your Network Beta. If you want more personal engagement, proven connection strategies and tactics, and some awesome giveaways like shopping sprees, beats, headphones, etc., etc., then head on over to byn.media Forward slash FB to join the group, or you can search Facebook groups for Build Your Network Beta and join there. And once you do, please be sure to introduce yourself and say what's up, and I will catch you there. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Brennan Scanlon. Brennan began his sales career at the age of 19. While working full-time and as a full-time college student, he built a successful insurance practice exclusively by referral. Now, as an executive director of BNI in Greater Cincinnati and keynote speaker and best-selling author, he presents throughout the United States to chambers of commerce, trade associations, and small businesses, to Fortune 100 companies such as Nationwide Insurance, U.S. Bank, and Procter & Gamble. Brennan, thank you so much for coming to the show today, man. Why don't you uh, go ahead and expound on that
1: intro a little bit and then tell us more about yourself. You bet, Travis. It was my pleasure to take the uh, podcast, and I'm excited to be here. Um, yeah, the bio is uh, definitely um, expandable. I uh, never do we want to be just represented by what we've accomplished. Um, you know, we've got bigger, bigger passions than that. Now, I'll, maybe I'll talk about that. But uh, the insurance practice, I grew uh, from next to no clients up to 50 plus group clients, which uh, employee benefits is a tough business. That's uh, fancy talk for health insurance. And um, it's changed dramatically over the years. And it was a tough business. Everything from 10 to 20 percent rate renewals means that uh, people don't really want to talk to you, and uh, it was a painful go. But um, I, I really did uh, make a success out of it, mainly because of the other business that I got involved in around the age of, uh, truthfully, 19, which puts me at it for 20. Uh, 20 years ago, I also got involved in BNI. And um, at the time, there was having only had a few insurance clients. uh, There was only a couple or a few chapters, and I uh, opportunity was given to me by my father, who did get involved in the same business and got into BNI. And together, over those years, that long stretch, uh, we grew insurance business to a large volume, and we grew the BNI franchise, which is essentially networkers around our area, uh, to you know, 50 plus chapters, uh, and a thousand plus members, <clears throat> which we maintain over 1100 still. So those are the, the kind of the one, two punch, if you will, of what I, what I grew and bit my teeth on. And I did it straight through college, graduated with a uh, degree in communications and marketing and just kept on, kept on with it. At that point, my graduating from college just gave me more time to do what I was already doing. Yeah, right. Um, and so much so that by, by five to seven years ago, um, um, I, I parlayed the, all those experiences into writing the book and, and speaking for companies on how I kind of put it all together.
0: And how did working for BNI actually come about? Like, how what were the, what were those connections?
1: Yeah, it's a franchise business. Um, I understand you had Dr. miser on uh, as well, and um, it is a phenomenal business. One that it has territories that you can basically. Well, granted, you have to be accepted. You know, they don't just uh, allow anybody to. Run a region, you've got to be a sharp person. And back uh, back then, they may have been a little, as it was a startup, if you will. It was a uh, one you could get into, uh, maybe a little easier. But such a proven problem now. But uh, my, like I say, my dad. It's funny. He used to have a chain of drugstores through my grandfather and great uncle. Got out of that business and had to get into an insurance business uh, in the early '90s. And literally, he went to a meeting. Uh, I'd say around '94, '95, as a as an insurance agent. And uh, I graduated high school in '96. And he, he got involved first and literally right as I graduated high school, um, he got me involved. So that's how we got our start.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now, you have co-authored uh, the book Avoiding the Networking Disconnect with our mutual connection, Dr. Ivan Meisner, who's the founder of BNI. Tell us one thing that you would like for readers to take away from that book.
1: Oh, something that it took me all those years to learn. You know, I... After being in sales and, and developing networks for BNI and myself, after all those years, I I think a biggest takeaway I would say is to change the the approach. A lot of folks would say if I were to ask you this question, what's the first thing you do prior to networking? Um, the responses I get would include work on you know know your audience and uh, study the list and bring cards and stuff like that. And that's kind of the rudimentary elementary. A version, but what I wrote in the book, the biggest takeaway is the very first thing uh, is to don't go anywhere, don't speak to anyone. Uh, the, the most important thing you can do in networking for a long period of time, if that's what it takes, is to focus in, uh, study the mirror. Number one, uh, your personal appearance, your your brand. Number two, your your logo, your your ask, your niche. I mean, I could continue. That's the challenge. Most people assume that if they just get out there and talk to people, good things happen. But what the book does is it says start with yourself, and not even not only even only even that, start with yourself on a deeper level. You know, my inspiration in writing the book was Simon Sinek, who many people enjoy his his uh, his idea of starting with why. Start with mm-hmm. why. And, And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, your passions and your purpose. So Dr. Meisner and I both talk about what we we refer to as our emotionally charged connections. And that's the biggest thing I would take away um, or I would ask people to take away is to um, just to, to change, change the perception that you just have to get out there. You know, you don't. You have to get out there with a really compelling and passionate presence. Then you get out there.
0: Brennan, do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why?
1: You know, I've, I've heard that question before. Um, and I like the, the way you phrase it as a, as a either or, and I might challenge that a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if, if you'll, you'll be glad I did this or not, James, but I would say <laughs> yes. Um, I say, I say both, you know, cause here, here's the deal. Um, what you know is important and who you know is important. But the fact is, is that I've called them even and reason is, is this, if you are extremely connected, and well-respected, but not good at your craft, and you're not uh, sharp on your business, then we're going to have a problem. And on the other hand, if you are extremely uh, gifted and well studied in what you do, but you don't have the sufficient network, then that's also a problem. It reminds me of the quote, um, you know, genius is not uncommon. Uh, there's a, a lot of unsuccessful geniuses, and, and and that's that's very true. So I'd say it's it's evenly uh, uh, appropriate, and even one more caveat to that, and that is what Dr. Meisner says is not only uh, who, know, who you know, but who knows you and how well they know you, uh, mainly from what you've, what you've done for them through the years.
0: Tell us about a time in your life, Brennan, when a connection led to a moment of
1: success. One of my biggest connectors, um, it's funny, I, I never sought out to speak professionally I always thought it would be neat but about six to eight years ago now uh, I was given an opportunity by a gentleman at a BNI meeting of all places to go to Colorado Springs and speak at a five-star hotel called the Broadmoor and it's a gorgeous backdrop and I presented to over 300 jewelers of all people from 50 states. And you would think that that first person, which he was, a guy named Kenneth Norris, uh, who was an Eastside Cincinnati jeweler, got me in front of that many people at such a beautiful venue. But it was actually, and I'm forever indebted to Kenneth for that, but it was actually another jeweler in that room, and his name is Seth Shipley, with Shipley's um, Diamonds out of Maryland. I can tell you, Travis, without fail, had he not been in the audience that day, that was a second-tier connection, Kenneth to Seth. But Seth took it upon himself to bring me up a couple of times and introduce me forward multiple times to the point where I've since done you know, dozens and dozens of engagements. And I can – at that moment in time, I can actually pinpoint that, that was that was the beginning of my speaking and then would become authoring career was that fellow. And uh, he's even in the book. I talk about him.
0: travis just go to indeed.com slash travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed here on the podcast indeed.com slash travis terms and conditions apply if you need hire, you need indeed i know this is super uh hypothetical and there's no real way to know the actual answer to this question but how far behind do you think that you would be in your career if you'd never made that one connection Brian?
1: oh um If I had to speculate, I'd say 50 percent. You know, if I've done if I've done 100 engagements, which I'm sure I have uh, paid, um, I would probably be at 50 without him. And it almost gets me emotional thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So with that being such an important task with networking and connecting and building relationships being so important, why do you think that so many people fail at doing it?
1: Oh, man, that's an excellent question. Um, You know, it's the same reason that sales managers do not uh, love networking groups. Um, They're lukewarm on chambers of commerce, and they really kind of scratch their head at social and civic organizations. And here's the reason why. It can't be calculated. It can't be 10-3-1 proven. If you look at sales and uh, traditional sales, Ten conversations or ten prospects of which three conversations of which one appointment, hopefully a sale or whatever the formula is, they vary, is a little systematic networking. And the reason people are hesitant, same as the sales manager is, okay, you're going to all these meetings. You know, what is it turning into and what's the immediate payoff? A couple of things. Number one, doesn't happen overnight. It is no question a long term play in the first six months of a sales process means you should have sold something. By the end, multiple things. The first six months of a referral process is strictly the trust-building time. So I think the first reason is is people are candidly, oftentimes impatient and potentially sometimes a little too lazy for for the long-term result. The second reason is it's it is organized chaos. To approach networking events and groups systematically is important but then to understand that the results are going to be relatively ambiguous or from different areas i think that sometimes throws people and they sometimes give up not realizing that they're going to they're going to receive if they give to the system and the crowd enough but that ambiguity of return on investment also scares people away and one thing that
0: i like to stress is that the biggest mistake that i see people make when they network is they only are asking for something in return. They're always looking to take from somebody else and not give anything. Um, what is your experience with that Brennan? And then what are some more practical ways that you try to add more value to those that you meet than you get from them?
1: Yeah, you're going to find, and your point is really good. There's, there's two types of people. Dr. Meisner refers to them as hunters and farmers. that's a great analogy. Um, It's simply those who are going to something, looking for what they can get out of it. And then, of course, those who are going looking for something they can give to it. And and I'm a believer in harvesting, too. So if you're a farmer and you never harvest, then your kids need shoes. (laughs) Your bills are coming. So you've got to recoup your give. Um, But I think that's an ideology. So people who are traditionally good at cold calling or direct sales – Probably shouldn't do BNI. They probably shouldn't do Chambers and Givers Gain because they're just not suited for it. Now, if you can identify the people who are of the mindset that they enjoy giving, they love uh, connecting, then then becomes the way to make it make it worth it, make it work. And here's my tips on that. Um, I've always tried I've always tried to add value uh, by the by the the following three things. Number one, follow up, um, follow through, and and show the attempt. So you and I talk today and let's say you say, I guess I really would like to have another um, speaker like you or an author or whatever. And I would say, well, yeah, I've got somebody. And then if you never hear nor see, give me a drop. So guaranteed every time I meet someone, if I say anything close to I'm gonna follow up, you can guarantee you're gonna hear from me, you're gonna see an offer of a connection or an opportunity. And then I'm going to make sure you saw that I attempted to at least do something that will help you. So follow through, follow, follow up, follow through, and show the attempt.
0: If you had to break it all down into one tip, Brennan, so all of networking, break it down into one tip for us, what would
1: that one tip be? Man, uh, (laughs) that's a tough one. I think one takeaway or tip I would give is – What we also put in the book, and it's a pretty cool formula, we call it the uh, 24-7-30 system. Uh, The tip being, you've got to stay connected. The idea of the book, Avoiding the Disconnect, Uh, 24-7-30, what does that mean? 24 is within 24 hours of meeting someone, um, definitely uh, sit down and uh, connect with them on Facebook or LinkedIn, social media of some kind. Uh, Within seven days, make sure that in there inbox, uh, mailed inbox, they receive a handwritten uh, thank you card, uh, blue ink, and decorative stamp if you want to make it really authentic and say something specific about uh, what you recall in in meeting them. And then 30 means get to lunch, coffee, or any other choice of meeting uh, again within 30 days. And if you use that formula, it's that multi-touch approach that will probably turn them into a new friend if not a new uh, referral source.
0: Is there a place besides BNI, and i Brennan, that you like to go either online or in person to specifically cultivate relationships?
1: Um, I, yeah, I, I would say one of each. Um, you know, online, first of all, I um, I really enjoy Facebook and I, I realize it's not new. Uh, I actually tend to stay away uh, a little more from LinkedIn, not because I don't like it and want to use it. It's only because... Um, By the time I get to the online conversations, I want to see friends, family. I want to see photos of people doing the things they love and maybe a little business, too. So I'm a huge fan of Facebook, uh, even though it's no secret to people. Um, And also, Facebook has helped me um, get speaking engagements and referrals for um, training and so forth because I post that. And I I love that. And it's fun. So then people see you uh, doing your passion. So that's why I think Facebook is pivotal. I've traveled the country and the world um, speaking because of Facebook, I guarantee it uh, because of the lack and draw it back. As you said, you know, with a ripple effect, I can see how it, it has snowballed for me.
0: What about Facebook groups specifically? Are you in a lot of Facebook groups?
1: You know, not really. Um, I, whether it's good or bad advice, I'm not a social media person. I've got about 2,500 followers and I try to keep it nice and tight. Uh, so I know something about all of them um, groups I've yet to get into. So I can't speak to that. I do benefit, uh, events and I do create groups for that where we can communicate about what, uh, what our benefits are up to.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And Brennan, this is a question that I I like to ask people, especially in your position that have been able to, to build relationships with really influential people like Dr. Dr. Meisner. Um, how crucial have mentorships and masterminds been throughout your career?
1: A mm, huge. Um, there is a guy who was a mentor and a mastermind all in the same, fella fellow by the name of John Wagner, companies called Seriously Funny. So John um, came and did a speaking engagement for me in the chamber. Uh, we combined efforts and had a few hundred people in a, in a hotel downtown. And he was just great, funny, interactive, and afterwards I struck up a relationship and realized that he was a a local guy and that our our uh, our families even knew one another so twice my age um you know on the tail end of his career and i i was in the beginning so i'm you know late 30s i was early 30s and he's uh, late 60s and i said hey do you mind if i just hang around you yeah and he and the key's the kind of guy that loves it he wants to stay young stay vibrant and he loves to share so no doubt about it. Um, he was a part of both. And he brought me to uh, small groups of other speakers and trainers and authors. And I just listened and marveled. And it was such a great experience. So um, having him in my life, I will tell you, the, the fellow that uh, I referred to that, that doubled my, my exposure, um, I wouldn't have been able to to speak as well or as often without learning from uh, from this guy too.
0: So much awesome stuff today, Brennan. We could probably sit here and talk for another hour or two just on this one topic, but uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to something I like to call the random round, which is just a few quick questions with a few quick answers. (laughs) Brennan, are you ready for the random round?
1: Uh, Are there fantastic prizes that await?
0: Oh, yes. Beyond your wildest imaginations, Brennan.
1: (laughs) Then I'm ready. (laughs) All right.
0: This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt?
1: I always thought it would be cool to be a hotel manager in a high-end hotel because something about me, my wife will tell you, is I am meticulous about my surroundings. I love to keep an orderly house, car. I love to clean. I love service. So for me to uh, make sure that people are having an amazing experience, Uh, would be a really, really cool one. So um, can't say which hotel, but uh, maybe one of those really nice ones in New York City. That would be cool. And and here's the other part. I would probably do it for about a year, realize how much work it is and how much drama is involved, and then I wouldn't want to do it
0: (laughs) If you could sit on a park bench with someone, past or present, and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and
1: why? I would probably sit and talk with Mahatma Gandhi, um to just learn what full uh, understanding and patience and virtues meant to him. And and probably also to ask him, didn't you just want to reach out and, you know, smack somebody just one time. That's (laughs) probably a question that I would ask. (laughs) But uh, no, that that would be my sit down.
0: How do you like to learn best books, blogs, or podcasts?
1: Uh, This, this exact thing that you're doing. Thank you for it. Because um, now more than ever, uh, we are all in a rolling what should be a rolling university, um, which is what Brian Tracy refers to our cars. So and the podcast gives us 10 to 20 minutes of education, uh, whenever we need it, whenever we want it. So so oh, uh, podcasts for sure, followed by audiobooks, second.
0: Do you have a podcast that you listen to the most or pretty often? or
1: It's going to sound a little like a brown noser, but uh, Dr. Ivan Meisner's podcast, I listen religiously.
0: Uh, give us a glimpse of your morning routine.
1: You know, with B&I being the way that it's designed, majority of meetings run 7.30 to 9 a.m., um, and with exception of Mondays, which is a startup day, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday mornings, I am at a meeting. And the, the, the irony of it is I was never an early riser. Six or six 30 is, is early to me. I can stay up nice and late and generally do, but, um, seven I'm be a I. by 9.00 AM. I'm wrapping it up, talking to a handful of people about, uh, their chapter by 10 AM. I'm back at the office on a call or a, uh, a podcast or a webinar like this, and then uh, just some busy work up until lunchtime.
0: What is your go-to pump-up song?
1: It's not exactly very um, uh, fast music, but uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra has always gotten, gotten me excited only because it says exactly what I what I've always wanted to do, and that is not follow the common path. I always wanted to do things a little bit unique.
0: What are you not very good at?
1: Telling jokes. So I won't. <laughs> okay.
0: Perfect. As we get everything wrapped up here, Brennan, what is one place where we'll be able to find you the most?
1: Yeah. I uh, appreciate the question. So my best uh, place to be reached is my website, which is simply my name, uh, Brennan Scanlon, B-R-E-N-N-A-N-S-C-A-N-L-O-N.com, uh, uh, as well as uh, either Facebook or LinkedIn with the same spelling. You'll be able to reach me there.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well, Brendan, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I know you're super busy guys, so we don't take it lightly here.
1: Travis, thank you so much. That's all for this episode of Build Your
0: Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away.